1: to the Barry Essentials. On today's show, we preview the Bears' week six matchup against the Vikings, and much, much more. What's good, Brez?
0: I can't call it, man. I'm hanging in there, bro. I'm uh, glad to be back on the show. It was nice to have a couple days off, A-Dub. What what, what you been up to, man, since the last time we was on here?
1: Man, your boy been trying to stay a little fit, Prez. I got a chance to get some workout in, you know? And hey, been feeling pretty good, bro.
0: Nice, nice. That makes one of us because I have not been in the gym and I'm a little cranky for it because I just got back from Minneapolis, covered the Big Ten media days. That was a good opportunity for us. But, man, brother, (laughs) I got to get in that gym. I, I promise you, dude, that's the thing that's missing right now. With all this traveling I've been doing. And, listen, I had no excuse for it on this last trip. The hotel that I was staying at, bro, the damn gym was, like, literally, like, four steps from my room. That close, huh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, was just on, it was just on
0: me, man. I, I At the long days, I was like, you know what? I ain't got it in me. I ain't got it in me.
1: <laughs> so, I, I get it, man, because when you get locked in, you locked in. You kind of, like, push everything to the side, man. You just focus. So I can see why you didn't do it, why you didn't get the workout in, because you're just so in tune with the work, bro.
0: Yeah, man, but I'll tell you one thing. This weekend, your boy going to definitely find himself at Planet Fitness. I am not playing around. <laughs> playing around, and and I'm not going to give them any more free advertising, because you know what I'm saying? Y- y'all got to pay for the next time I bring y'all up on this show. There you go. Exactly. You got to earn that one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they got to earn that one. Well, man, bro, it's good to, to chop it up with you, man, audience. We are back. Hope y'all missed us. Now, the last time we spoke, we talked about the fact that the Bears, man, we they're in a good position. We filled up to stack some wins together right so we got the vikings coming in here bro and we got them coming i feel like at the right time no justin jefferson he's been put on ir with the hamstring and the vikings just have had a bit of an uneasy season i don't know what's going on in minneapolis like i said i was just out there this week the vibes are kind of weird out there i'm like yeah we're ready for y'all we're ready for y'all we're gonna take y'all down Catching them
1: like right now is always good when they got an injury of a big weapon like Justin Jefferson. And then all the swirling around possible trades and all that kind of stuff, it becomes much of a distraction, Press So we're right. We catch them at the right moment to where we got some momentum. They may be losing some. They lost a tough game against Kansas City. So you just never know where their mindset is at.
0: Yep. And like I said, when I got to Minneapolis last weekend, it was right around that time that that loss happened. I ain't seen so many lone faces. But I <laughs> could relate. Because that was us before the Commanders game. I saw some of people. I'm like, man, y'all better get you a hobby or something.
1: Because <laughs> it does start to sink in with the fan base. They start to feel it. The players, of course, you know, they start to feel it as well, losing. They're 1-4 right now, so it's tough. They didn't expect a season like this to go this way, but it is what it is.
0: And to your point, Doug, they didn't expect this on paper. Most people probably thought that they would be one of the top teams in, in the NFC North with maybe the Lions, right? right? And it just hasn't gone that way. And to, to the point you made, there were rumors out there a little bit earlier in the season that the Jets were looking at getting Kirk Cousins. I don't know if there's those rumors messed up the, the locker room or there's just something is off. And yeah. honestly, I don't know what it is. You know, that's not our place here on this show to, to speculate but I would just tell you, I'm just glad that we got them coming to Soldier <laughs> Field this weekend, baby.
1: We saw Justin Fields and DJ Moore, and now we get a chance to, hey, go against the Vikings and win two in a row.
0: For that. Now, obviously coming off a little mini bye week, it was good for us, right? We, like you said, we got that W, but we got extra time off for some of our injured people. So now we're seeing Kyler Gordon returning to practice, right? Looks like he's lining up the play. We we're getting some guys like Jalen Johnson and Andy Jackson. We're getting them back practicing in a limited fashion. So those extra days off kind of gave some guys some chances to get back right. And then, because the running back were was a little depleted right now due to Khalil Herbert probably going to be missing multiple weeks. Roshan Johnson still in protocol. So the Bears had to pick up Darrington Evans. You guys remember what he did to us in that preseason game? I'm <laughs> glad he's back. It he gives us a little insurance because we had our fullback carry the rock against the commanders in that last game. So now you got another guy that can get back there and can make some things happen. If Roshon Johnson is a healthy, well, Darrington Evans can tag team the running back position with a Foreman, who surprisingly has been inactive, you know, for most of the season, right? So that goes to show you how Roshon Johnson has emerged because a veteran in Foreman, who I thought coming in here was probably one of the better free agents
1: that they signed, that man couldn't even get on the field. (laughs) and the fact that he may an opportunity this um, week against the Vikings, that's good for Foreman, man, to go out there and show that he still has some value. He's able to do a good job for the Bears in a run game. But you just feel bad for a guy like Roshawn Johnson, who you and I have a lot of high hopes for, and all of a sudden now hit the injury list. And I
0: think the biggest thing for me is just having the secondary back intact. While I've been very proud of the young guys that have had to be put into positions that norm, you know, that otherwise they wouldn't have been put into, I want to see this defense at full strength. Yeah. Because I feel like right now, you and I, we kind of don't really know what we have in this defense yet
1: because we haven't seen all the pieces together. Oh, that'll be dope. Cala Gordon come back and Jenna Johnson both get the opportunity to play. And, you know, of course, at full strength. And that'll be great to see how this whole unit come together, bro, because you're right. You will not talk heavily about our secondary and what it's been like without those guys. And they are key players on this team. We talk about Jalen Jones and Kyler Gordon, and then also Eddie Jackson. We need those three guys, bro.
0: When you look at a guy like Kyler Gordon, I think it's going to be a lot of things that I think the coaching staff and the training staff are going to be looking at with him. Coming off that broken hand, conditioning is going to be a concern, I'm assuming. He's going to have to be able to take on blocks, right? Which means... That hand again, right? Where is he out yeah. there? Got to be able to not only take on those blocks, got to be able to shift the blocks. Got to be able to go out there and make tackles.
1: That's going to be huge for him, Perez, because you're right. Is he at full strength? I hope he's fully recovered because this guy loved to play physical. And can his hand keep up with the rest of his body because of the way he plays, right? And if he's fully healthy, that's fantastic. sometimes you're trying to work your way back into it. And that first game back is always the tough Yeah, Now, one. we know that he's a quick
0: guy, instinctive, and all that kind of stuff. So that's the type of stuff we don't have to worry about. Just from the physical aspect of things, I'm sure that right now he's probably still working with the staff. And they're probably trying to figure out, okay, is this the right time to bring him back? Is this the right time to get him back in the lineup? But in my opinion, I think that it's all signs are pointed to we're going to see him out there on that field on Sunday.
1: I'm just excited for him. You know, um, I know the guy was on the right track. He was showing a lot of growth and improvement that you and I talked about. It was be good to see him back on the field, man, and hopefully fully, fully healthy and ready to play.
0: But if for some reason he doesn't play, I think they're in good hands with Greg Stroman Jr. You called him out in the last episode, gave him your game ball on defense. Hey, man, primetime TV and, and this man Greg Strowman. Showed up and he showed out, right? So my thing is, hey, maybe that might give the coaching staff some reason to say, you know what, let's get Kyler one more week. So yeah. we'll see
1: how we'll, we'll see how it evolves. Salute to Greg Stroman Jr. Come back and duplicate the same effort, bro.
0: If called upon, right?
1: <laughs> yes, if called upon. So
0: you talked about Justin Fields and, and DJ Moore a, a little while ago. And I was just going to say, to piggyback off of things that we shared on the last episode, What a difference a couple weeks make, right? Because Justin Fields' name was being played with out here in these streets. We had people out here promoting Caleb Williams, yada, yada, yada. You guys already know what time it is with that shit. (laughs) But I got to give some props to my boy Justin Fields because I feel like, honestly, A-Dub, he's turning the corner now in that passing game. The last two games we talked about it, eight touchdowns, man. He was tied for the second most touchdown passes amongst quarterbacks through the first five games. Been impressive, man. Been very impressive how he's been able to channel out all the noise, all the negativity that's been surrounding not only himself, but the team. This has been a very dysfunctional season. And that's why I got to give credit to him and a lot of those guys in that locker room, man, because these guys could have made all type of excuses. To a man, we have not heard that. And what we're seeing is Justin Fields proving to people that he can be that franchise quarterback that Chicago badly needs. Mentally tough,
1: can handle adversity, and despite what's going on, can show growth and improvement. And you're right. He's been out there passing the ball to DJ Moore. When he's been in the pocket, you can see how decisive he's been making his reads that you and I talk about, and then going through his progressions and just making some very good passes. And you see that grow from week to week. And now, all of a sudden, he's putting it all together. This is what you like about it right now and say, hey, Justin Fields is going to this next game, man, with the utmost, you know, um, hype, if you want to call it that, or just confidence, right? Because he's ready to play, man. And the thing is about him, you just got to love the fact that he kept true to himself despite all the adversity going on around the team. On Phil.
0: Because with us having a couple days this week, I had a chance to break down some Justin Fields film for the last two weeks. And the one thing here is what you can tell from the film, obviously you can see it from the game results, is that he's seeing the field better. Yeah. But his footwork has been very, very clean. And when the footwork is good, that's when the other aspects of a passer are going to be improved, right? Good things are going to happen in that pocket. So, obviously, you know that Luke yes, he has been working on Justin being a better pocket passer, all that other kind of stuff, right? But you're starting to see it on film. You're starting to see the confidence. You're starting to see Justin trusting what he's seeing out there. And it's, it also doesn't help that you got a receiver like DJ Moore to go get that fucking football.
1: <laughs> DJ Moore is actually making this thing a lot easier for Justin Fields. by saying, hey, you got a guy like me that you can target. I'll be your safety net. Come my way. I'll make some great things happen for you. And that just helped both of those guys continue to build their confidence up. And then the rest of the troops just follow along, man. And you got to say, these two guys are really taking over this offense.
0: So for as much as people were criticizing Ryan Pulse for the Chase Claypool move, well, remember who brought DJ Moore in here? True. And he turned that number one pick into a lot of assets for this ball club. And like I tell you, I'd rather have a DJ Moore than I have him.
1: <laughs> hey, just the fields will tell us exactly the same thing, Prince. I'm glad DJ Moore is on the Chicago Bears team, man. The guy is the real deal. And I just love how he's been playing lately. And man, I could just can see more of this going forward.
0: I mean, hey, Sunday's coming up, brother. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna try to put that type of pressure on you, DJ, but <laughs> hey man. <laughs> that Viking secondary. We're gonna get into it in a little bit, but brother. Ooh. They look like something to eat out there. They look like <laughs> something
1: to eat. I, I love it, Perez. And I know DJ Moore riding high right now, man. I mean, eight catches, 230 yards, three TDs, bro, that we talked about. I mean, you're feeling pretty good, and you want to try to duplicate that same type of effort.
0: So some words that came out of Hallis Hall this week is that the Bears are looking to add on a defensive analyst. And it looks like this person is probably going to be tasked with assisting Matty Bufloos with the defense, because Iberflus has now been the main primary defensive play caller. So when you saw that, what were your thoughts there? Because honestly, when they hired Matt Iberflus, the things that he talked about was running this club like a CEO. Right. And now he's not doing that because he's super hands-on with the defense now. So what are your thoughts there when you hear that the Bears are looking to bring on some some resources for the coach?
1: I think, in my opinion, it's a good thing, Perez, because – I know where the role that Ibrahulz wants to play. You just talked about it briefly, but that means he's going to need some help at analyzing, you know, the defense as well. Because you know, Ibrahulz want to look at both. He want to look at the offense is doing. He want to see what the defense is doing, special teams, etc. And you can't really be that de- detailed if you're holding down on the defense like he's doing right now. So to play that really that leader, that coach um, job he's probably slacking a little bit on that part of it and have to play so much attention to the defense because of their reason. So getting the opportunity to have someone to help out in that department, I think it'll be a good thing for Eberflus.
0: Yeah, because ideally what they want that person to do is to come and help with the scheme, break yep. down future opponents, that sort of deal, right? And, and so when you look at out in the landscape, the first name that most Bears fans were talking about was Rod Marinelli. But the Bears have already ruled him out. They say he's very happy in retirement. But I tell you one thing, when I, when I heard the Bears were like looking for something like this, I was like, ooh, Marinelli would be perfect. Perfect person to be talking to Maddie Buflus. They're saying it's not necessarily a 100% thing that they do, but if it does happen, Maddie Buflus would prefer for it to happen sooner rather than later.
1: It's good to have another voice in the, in the locker room that could definitely help you with these type of schemes that you referred to to help this Bears team continue to prepare for these opponents.
0: But the key thing that I took from when Matt Ibrahim spoke to the media this week was the fact that even if they do bring in that analyst, he's going to still be calling plays for the defense. So that's something for the audience to kind of just still kind of keep in mind. So even if they do bring that analyst in here, Ibrahim will still be the man calling those plays. All right, Doug, let's dig into this injury report a little bit. So we saw that it came out here Thursday. Bad news, audience. Lucas Patrick, Roshon Johnson. They didn't participate. Now, with Roshan Johnson, it's probably trending that He's probably not going to play Sunday. I mean, we, we're talking about concussions here. We talk about a kid that has a very violent running style. Got to protect the kid from himself, right? Khalil Herbert, Travis Homer, they remain sidelined, but no surprise there, especially when it comes to Khalil Herbert. But then Cole commit for the second straight practice, limited by a hamstring injury. So that's one definitely to keep our attention on.
1: That's a big one right there with Cole commit, Perez, because <laughs> this is a guy who's been turning up as well on that field because I like the way he's been playing lately and how he's been getting in the end zone. That's a plus. But now the good news that we kind of teased
0: it earlier. Jalen Johnson, Terrell Smith, were full potential. Particip- I mentioned in the last episode that Terrell Smith had to exit the game in the second half against the commanders. Well, hey. So seeing that Terrell Smith, along with Jalen Johnson, have returned, is long overdue, especially when it comes to my boy JJ.
1: <laughs> Taylor Johnson would love to welcome this kid back, Perez, because you know how dynamic he can be on the defensive side of the ball, and you have that corner like him, man, who can take on some of these um, tough matchups against some of these lethal wide receivers. You can you can utilize him, and um, I'm just glad the fact that he's coming back, man. That's a something that even folks really would need in that secondary to definitely do some things and scheme well with. So Taylor Jones, if you're able to come back, man,
0: that's a plus. Obviously I said earlier, A-Dub, that Kyler Gordon remains on track to return to week six, but then also Andy Jackson with that foot is also a step closer to returning as well. So like I said, going up against the Vikings, we have a chance here to have our entire secondary intact with no Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Hey, it's trending in the right spot for us. Now, KJ Osborne is still somebody that we need to focus on because anytime Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen over the last couple of years have missed any sort of time, Osborne's come in and stepped up and made plays out there.
1: He will definitely get his opportunity against the Bears with no um, Justin Jefferson prayers. So you're right, he has stepped this game up. I'm quite sure he's going to be a big target for Kirk Cousins. We just got to be prepared for something like that. Now, on the Vikings side, injury report, outside of Justin Jefferson,
0: their talented rookie receiver, Jordan Addison, he's been limited in practice with an ankle injury, but he's probably trended towards playing. Addison, along with Osborne, are going to be people that we're all going to be really watching in this matchup. Because Kirk Cousins, he does like to spread
1: that football around. And with his number
0: one receiver being gone, hey, there's going to be a lot of footballs being thrown out there to those various receivers.
1: Yes, there will be, Prez. And I like the fact you brought up Jordan Addison. Man, that kid can ball, bro. I mean, he's been stepping his game up, playing huge for them, making critical catches at key moments of the game. I mean, that's a nice little weapon for them. So you add him with KG Osborne and and, um, Hockinson, they loaded out there, bro, even without Justin Jefferson. So they can spread that ball around to many different weapons, Prez, that you're bringing up. And these guys are some people we just gonna have to try to contain that unit.
0: Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson was one of the more dynamic tight ends and and receiving options in this league. He's a unique matchup problem. And like I said, you know, again, even though they don't have Justin Jefferson, they still have an offense that's potent. They still have an offense that can put points on the board. I mean, you saw what they did against the Chiefs. So, Adub, as we're kind of looking at this matchup, give me one of your keys to victory in Week 6.
1: The Bears are going to have to contain Alexander Madison and Cam Akers. Those guys have been limited for the most part. Perez running the football. The Bears will to have to do the same thing and just make this team, the Vikings, one dimensional. Because I know at some point those guys turn the football over and you can get Kirk Cousins and put pressure on him and, and do a good job like you did last week against the Commanders and stopping the run. You put yourself in a good position here to really do some things. And I know these guys. On the Vikings squad, can't put up some yards for his, But sometimes they don't always get in the end zone. But at the end of the day, if you make them one-dimensional, you got a better shot at beating them, bro, than letting them do both.
0: No, I I like that one. Um, I do think that's going to be an important key for us. Andrew Billings, who's been huge this season for us, he was a big reason why Brian Robinson couldn't get anything going in that Commanders game. Let's hope that we can continue to limit these running games. And like you said, week six, hey, <laughs> Acres, you know what I mean, Madison, I hope they see the same clogged up running lanes (laughs) that Brian Robinson and and Gibson had to face against us in week five.
1: Isn't that just a plus for the Bears to show the ability to be able to stop the run? We know the first few weeks wasn't too pretty, but to be able to show some signs in that department right now, bro, let's keep that going.
0: I think for me, and I think this is a key that probably a lot of Bears fans can agree with, I think Justin Fields, we need to see another... Game like we saw last week, but mistake free, right? So, meaning, yeah, whatever he did with numbers wise, I'm not as, as concerned with that. I just don't want Justin turning the football over, but I want him to continue on this path where he's on right now, where he's playing with confidence. The offense is moving the football and he's getting that ball out quickly and he's getting that ball to his weapons, whether it's a DJ Moore, and hopefully they can get your boy Money Moon involved a little bit more in the offense, because he's been quiet. Press the bank will be open against the Vikings,
1: baby. Ooh, he does over here making a bold prediction. So the bank is opening. Let me tell you something, man. I've already changed the signs on the door. It says down for maintenance. It's been changed to opening soon. So check us out on Sunday. The bank will be open, press. Hope so,
0: man, because you know me. I ain't got no problem driving over there (laughs) and telling people to take their asses
1: home. (laughs) I hope you're right. Hey, look, I'm already getting the Brinks truck ready. I'm already working on the ATM machines. I'm already putting everything together. So, therefore, when Sunday rolls through, everybody good.
0: All right, listen. I hope you're right, bro, because they're going to need them. Because, I mean, that's going to be another key component of Justin Fields having another solid game is that Money Moon shows up. And the one thing is a lot of us feel like Justin Fields is right on the cusp of being an elite player in this league. But a part of being that type of player is you got to play consistently. And so right now, we're just hoping that Justin can keep stacking together games like he did against the Commanders.
1: I like where you were going with the limited turnovers, of course, bro. But the growth, seeing Justin Fields continue with the growth. So far, so good these last couple games for sure. We've seen a lot of progress. But, man taking another step forward, that'll be fantastic. And this is a good time to show it against the Vikings team that's already a little wounded right now.
0: Yeah, they sure do. Like I said, man, knowing where to go with the football, knowing when to run versus knowing when to pass, like just all of the different things that – all of those things that Justin instinctively knows to do, we just need to go out there and do it, right? And, and like I said, last couple of weeks we've seen that happen, and so for me, hey – if Justin Fields can continue to get that ball out quick and getting it to where it needs to be in a timely manner, I think we're going to be good to go.
1: Absolutely, Perez. This kind of brings up to my next key, bro. Luke Getse. Mm. Luke Getse is going to have to call a good game. And reason why I'm bringing it up, Perez, because I can see this Vikings team looking to do a lot of different things against the Bears, but they know what DJ Moore did last week. You know, he's going to be a top priority for them. No one wants to get 230 yards thrown, <laughs> give up 230 yards to a player in three TDs. So he's going to be a target regardless. So it's going to be up to Luke Getse to design some good plays, man, to keep that Vikings team off balance to where players like a Money Moon can be more involved in the game and become impactful because you just know how it would go, man. It's going to be a mind game that way to where they're going to play to try to slow down key players on this team, and you know D.J. Moore's target number one. I mean, that's a, that's a good point, Dub. Now, I will say this. It's hard to duplicate
0: the type of video game numbers that D.J. Moore put up in week five. <laughs> right. However, if anybody can do it, I, I believe he can. However, you know the Vikings going to do everything in their power. Yep. To roll their coverage in that way. So, I do think that's a good key, but that's why it's going to be important for Money Moon to get open. Yeah. Michael Nelson he reached out, and he was like, hey, guys. He said, it wasn't all Money Moon's fault. He was trying to shoot Money Moon some bill talking about pass interference and, and this and that. I'm like, yeah, Michael, I can see why you're trying to shoot him a little bill. <laughs> I get it. Right. But, however, you know, we still need Money Moon to get open a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The one throw that he, had, that he had, it was a little out of his reach. I understand these things, guys. I, I have huge expectations along with a when it comes to a Money Moon. So I don't want to be shooting them, Bill. I just want him to go out there and ball. So my big thing here is just piggyback off what A-Dub said. Money Moon, if you can get yourself involved, then guess what? It's going to make it even harder for them to have to key in on DJ Moore because they're like, damn, which one of these motherfuckers we got to focus on because they both eating right now? Right. So
1: that'll be a good problem to have. So hopefully Money Moon can step it up. Yeah, I'm hoping so too, friends. Like I said, man, the bank... Got to be open on Sunday, baby.
0: So, offensively, we know that we're going to have no Khalil Herbert. Probably no Roshon Johnson is looking like Dante Foreman is probably going to be our starter. With Evans backing him up. Now, my big thing here is nothing should change in the game plan just because Khalil Herbert's not here. Right. Just because Roshon Johnson potentially may not play. Because Donta Foreman, we know what he did last season at Carolina when he was backing up Christian McCaffrey. When Christian McCaffrey got hurt, Foreman came in there. He got shit done. This is a capable running back. So piggyback off of your feedback to Lou I want to tell Lou don't change anything you're doing while focusing on that running game. Do not give up on that running game because our running game right now is working. It's clicking. The Bears' offensive line is getting off the fucking football. They're punching people in the face. They're opening running lanes for the running back. So guess what? Lou if it ain't broke, don't
1: try to fucking fix it. Damn, that is dope right there, Prez. But Tevin Jenkins back, handling business as well, Prez. You're right. Keep the same formula going. Definitely, this, that's the way to keep this Vikings team off balance. We you to get some things in the run game. You can also utilize Justin Fields in the run game as well. But you're right. You can still utilize the running backs too. So with Luke Getty, you got to keep a good balance going on with the passing attack and also on the floor, on the ground. My last key to this game here, Prez, is that when they come down, to the Bears in the passing game, I think blocking is going to be a key factor, bro. Because I do know that this Vikings team will probably throw blitzes out there. They're going to do different things, man, They try to get to Justin Fields. You know that. They're going to probably have people shout on him. But the thing is, if they're going to send all those people to try to tackle Justin Fields, look, the blockers got to be ready and prepared to block for him in the passing game. If he can get some, some clean pockets, bro, to keep Daniel Hunter and those boys from getting to him, man, so the fields can make a lot of great things happen in that passing game. So I'm hoping that offensive line can show some good signs of holding up in that passing game. I know you already talked about the run game, but in that passing game, man, I want to see this team show some explosiveness, but they're gonna to have to be able to do that. To do that, they're gonna need some good blocking to support Justin Fields. Now, AW, I do agree
0: with that, Key, because the deal hunter, hey, that dude right there, all he does is get after the quarterback. However, I think the Bears' offensive line proves to people that they can be very capable at pass, pro. Look at what they did against the commander's front. That commander's front is way more talented than what this Vikings front is, is, is rolling out. True. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at this matchup, you know what they're going to do. They're going to go after Larry Borum so they're going to probably line up Daniel Hunter on that side of their defense, and they're going to probably try to exploit our – Pretty much weakest link there on that offensive line. <laughs> so I think in that matchup, Larry Borum, hey, you better have your yeah, you better have your <laughs> mind right. But True. also too, there better be some chipping that's going on over there. Cole commit better be spending some time over there. We need to be doing everything we can to try to keep Jill Hunter in check, bro.
1: But that other guy, Marcus Davenport, he's been turning up a little bit too, Perez. So you got these guys coming off the edge, man, trying to make some things happen. But it's gonna take our offensive line to continue to show that kind of improvement that you talked about from what they did to the commanders. Can they take that next step?
0: And we're gonna need Darnold Wright to continue to play at that high level that we've been seeing from him. Yeah. The kid right now on film is it's beautiful to see what he does to opposing players. Man, it's a thing of beauty. I I watched over and over again that that <laughs> damn trap play, man, where he just obliterated that damn DB. I love that type of shit, man. I know I'm a meathead audience. I am who I am. I said it. I love that shit, bro. Like, dude, Darnell Wright is my kind of fucking football player.
1: That he is, Perez. And I'm quite sure Coach showed that play over and over in oh, film my section.
0: God. Yes, he did.
1: Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep that up, young fella. Keep that up. Don't change up anything, you know. But you got to love it, man. And um, this could be one of those picks that people be talking about down the road that, hey, that was a good pickup, a good draft pick by Ryan Post. My last key before we get to our score predictions, and it's
0: kind of piggybacking off of what you said earlier when it came to the Vikings and their offensive weapons. I think that our defense is going to have to center his coverage around Jordan Addison and also T.J. Hawkinson. I know that I mentioned K.J. Osborne earlier. Mm-hmm. He's also somebody that we definitely want to make sure we keep an eye on. But Jordan Addison can take the top off your defense, and a guy like T.J. Hawkinson, he just always seems to be open. For real. <laughs> and so right now, man, when you look at that, we just gotta make sure we eliminate TJ Hawkinson from doing work where he's most comfortable because he gets in those seams of your defense and it's a wrap, right? So we're gonna have to and we gonna have to match up our most physically gifted linebacker against Hawkinson and lock him up. When we talk about Jordan Addison, that's where I want to see my boy Jalen Johnson show this rookie, hey. You ain't ready yet. You should have stayed in school. He got something special going on, and if he continues to improvement down the road, he'll be special for the Vikings. It'll be potentially more difficult in that cover, two for Jordan Addison to breach our defense. But we'll see. But like I said, I'm just confident that we're going up against these guys without Justin Jefferson and with
1: our secondary attack. And if they can become a predictable team, the Vikings, we know they're going in the air. Maybe we can probably create some turnover spreads, and I hope we're able to do that against Kirk Cousins. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. And like you said,
0: you get pressure on Kirk Cousins, man. He's going to start throwing that damn ball up. He'll give it up. <laughs> and and that's going to be important, man. So our defensive line, man, hopefully, you know, they can get there. If not, I hope Eva Fusas does a little bit of what he did against the commanders and start bringing those blitzes, b- disguising them, bringing them from all types of – I want Kirk Cousins in his head that whole fucking game, right, because if he's doing that, then he's going to throw one up. And, like, yep. if he throws
1: one up, then, hey, guess what? Our defense is going to capitalize on those opportunities. And let's keep in mind, man, that Vikings team, they've been turning their football over a lot this season. So hopefully they can turn a few of them against the Chicago Bears.
0: But now the last time we played the Vikings, we lost to them, right? So let's just keep that in mind.
1: We have a golden opportunity, like you said earlier, Perez, but we can definitely change things around this game here and come out victorious. Yep, that was
0: the Nathan Peterman bowl game. And, um... (laughs) Oh, that game was terrible, bro. That game was fucking terrible.
1: It sure was. No Justin Fields there to bail us out, bro.
0: But that was a game that Bellis Jones had that touchdown run, man, when I was like, all
1: right, Bellis, you know what I'm saying? I see you. I
0: see you. We haven't seen much of you since then. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> there you go,
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picking up my boy, Bellis Jones, man. Yeah, look, Bellis, you see Perez talking about you, man. What? One dub this time it was Perez, all right? So when you see Perez, hey, look. There's no right. <laughs> hey, that's right.
0: Listen, hey, hey, I don't <laughs> duck no smoke now. I don't duck no smoke. I said what I said. But no <laughs> prediction time, hey, Dub. Week six, Vikings. What say you? 30 to 24. Bears get the victory. Ooh, so Dub has the Bears pulling off the victory against the Vikings. Now, the Bears, according to DraftKings, are listed as a three-point home underdog. Mm. Which is crazy how we continue to be underdogs at home. Insane. For me? No, no, exactly. That part. I'm going to say Bears 24, Vikings 14. Mm. I think that we do just enough offensively to pull out the victory. And I think that the Vikings are going to struggle to move the football. I think the Bears defense is going to pick up where it left off last week. So
1: 24-14. The Bears. Ooh, we, we talking about two in a row for the Bears right there and the defense stepping up big. I like that, Perez.
0: Man, I don't know how the hell to act, man. If the Bears win two in a row, I'm going to be a damn plum-ass fool on the show on Sunday. That's all I'm going to tell you. Two in a row, ain't really, dumb? <laughs> oh, hey. I'm like, man, after a year of losing and two in a row win-wise, oh, it'll be a wrap. I'm going to be insufferable. Warning y'all in advance.
1: Sorry, yeah.
0: not fucking sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be pumped up right along with you, Perez. It's going to be good to see the Bears, man, get back-to-back wins.
0: All right, my man. Well, listen, hopefully you and I are correct. Hopefully some of these keys that we're throwing up are things that Maddie Ruflus and Getzy and the crew are all already liking. We got y'all. So, cool. We'll see. But, audience, we appreciate you guys here your continued support of the platform. We're on to those Vikings. I feel like we're all to a dub. Dub feels like they're going to get a dub. Woo! Can't wait. We're going to talk to y'all Sunday, and we are out.